0: You are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me, last week in health IT. You may have noticed a lack of episodes lately. I've been in the middle of a big move, so we actually moved to a new house in a new city now. So I am actually trying to record again. And this will be the first episode released again. I do have a lot of backlog that I'm editing that will also be released soon. But um yeah, so here we go. Last Week in Health IT. So a uh, Texas consortium found that telehealth helps reduce depression in youth. So more than 60% of children with major depression in the U.S. do not receive treatment. And there's a shortage of behavioral health uh, specialists. So the Texas uh, Child Mental Health Care Consortium, TCMHCC, they implemented a statewide behavioral program for health uh, to address this issue. So these programs improve access to the mental health services through their PCPs and through the school-based telehealth services. They selected the company called Trait. They're a vendor that specializes in behavioral health and uh, they provided like a customized platform that integrates data from different sources and also through a patient-centered approach. The platform collected and analyzed, um, I think it was over 750 health and environmental factors to help clinicians make informed decisions. And the early results showed a lot of promise. The early results from Texas showed, you know, there was a big uh, significant improvement in patient outcomes. More than 50% of treated youth uh, experiencing clinical improvement and 88% of families uh, reported improvement in their children. So TCM, HCC they plan to expand the program to reach more school districts and students. And one of the professors, uh, Dr. Laurel Williams, uh, recommends understanding the need of the program stakeholders and choosing a flexible technology platform to support implementation. And off-the-shelf solutions may not meet the specific challenges of such initiatives. So the next thing I want to talk about is uh, NVIDIA. NVIDIA AI, they're integrating with Microsoft Azure Technology uh, Machine Learning, and this new Integration can help healthcare customers um, build, deploy, and manage customized AI applications for large language models using more than a hundred different NVIDIA AI frameworks and tools. This integration aims to enhance, you know, the delivery of enterprise-ready generative AI uh, for healthcare and other industries. So when they have access to NVIDIA's like high-performance uh, computing resources, I'm sure you've heard of NVIDIA. They are mostly known for the graphics cards, but you know they do a lot of other things too. Um, developers can then use pre-trained models and tools like NVIDIA Rapids and NVIDIA Metropolis to accelerate the data science workloads and support the AI model development. So that partnership between NVIDIA and Microsoft is aligning with like, the whole growing trend of different healthcare organizations adopting AI to improve, you um, know, patient care, lowering costs, enhancing security. And NVIDIA also previously collaborated with Medtronic to enhance intelligent endoscopy modules and uh, improved diagnostic images for colorectal cancer uh, detection. So it's kind of just in their wheelhouse to continue with the integration of their technology into AI. So the integration of NVIDIA AI Enterprise of Azure Machine Learning is currently available as a limited technical preview. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is the big thing where everyone's talking about about the VA. I'm sure you heard by now the VA pulled back on their Cerner implementation because of a lot of th- the issues that occurred. So now one congresswoman is asking the VA secretary to redirect their EHR funds. Congresswoman Kathy McMorris-Rogers, she's urging the VA, uh, Secretary Dennis McDonnell, to redirect funds from the Oracle Cerner EHR Modernization Program to prevent staffing cuts and service reductions at the VA Medical Center. Again, this comes in a response because there was a budget deficit of $35 million caused by the EHR program, leading to possible uh, you know staff reductions at the man grant staff VA medical center. So like Morris Rogers emphasized, you know, the medical center should not be facing budget shortfalls or reductions in staff services because of this EHR implementation being failure. So the Oracle Center EHR has faced challenges, including you know system interruptions and errors that impacted patient care. There's actually a list of different errors that are really bad. Um, I won't go into it. You can probably Google it. It's available out there everywhere. Uh, the VA recently renewed its contract with Oracle Cerner, interestingly, including renegotiated terms and performance metrics. So not sure how that's going to affect this, uh, this call for action from McMorris Rogers, but she did call to redirect the funds to support medical centers affected by the EHR implementation challenges. And the last thing I want to talk about is there was this uh, interview that was done with uh, Jean-Claude Chagmini, the CTO of Lumeris. And it's, it's about focusing on how healthcare must set guardrails. Around AI for transparency and safety. So he uh, he emphasized the need for guardrails around um, healthcare and AI, and addresses concerns about you know relating to implicit bias in AI and the balance between patients' reluctance and physician reliance on AI. This kind of reminds me a little bit about you know CDS clinical decision support, where um you know some organizations may have providers end up re- you know relying too much on the CDS tools or even nurses and physicians. Pharmacists, lab, everyone, right? When they become too much reliant on it, then, you know, when the system allows them to do something, it'll be like, well, it l- allowed me to do it. This kind of like phenomenon existed so long now. Like I've seen it so many times. And it's interesting. Like the same kind of things are starting to manifest with AI. So, um, one of the things that Sigmini is uh, stating to combat bias is help IT leaders should understand the AI models embedded in their solutions and ensure vendors prioritize bias mitigation in model development. So Lomaris takes a multi-pronged approach by studying health disparities, training models on uh, diverse data sets, and incorporating non-traditional healthcare features. So Sabini suggests, you know, educating patients on the benefits of AI as a complementary tool rather than a replacement for human expertise. Um, Provider organizations should be wary of, you know, data quality, biases in AI models, Uh, transparency and ethical considerations. And, you know, while AI presents uh, opportunities for healthcare and improvement in healthcare, setting guardrails will ensure a safe and accelerated adoption process. So that's all I have for this week and last week in health IT. Uh, But, you know, uh, before we go, just uh, if you guys are more interested in learning more about healthcare IT, check out healthcare IT news. That's where I get all my information about what's going on in that world. All right, if you like our show, please share with your friends or you can help us out by writing a review on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also check us out on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also reach out to me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. If you want to network, you can check out the Pharmacist Slack group at PharmacistConnect.com, which is P-H-I-R-M-A-C-I-S-T-S-C-O-N-N-E-C-T.com. There's different topic channels, including informatics, and I've met some great colleagues on there. And I look forward to connecting with you as well. Thank you again for listening. and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy Me. And remember, technology is a tool.